This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. We report on the biblical counseling movement around the world. I am your host, Andrew Rogers. OIC is committed to train trainers in biblical counseling around the world, and one of the ways of doing that is through church leadership training modules. Today, I speak with Wayne Vanderweer. He's the founder of OIC, and I speak with him about how these CLT modules began. Wayne, how are you doing today? Well, by God's grace. Absolutely, always yep. by God's grace. So, hey, just yep. before you and I started talking, we yep. started talking about Cubby. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about Cubby. Ah, Cubby is our cute little Havanese puppy, just turned one year old, and he's a, a joy for us. We said, at some point, we said to our kids, he's like our sixth child, but our children quickly corrected us and said, that dog isn't a child. That dog's a grandchild. We never would have gotten away with what you let him get away with. I think that's probably true. Yeah. Now you were yeah. you were mentioning you and I were just talking uh, before we came on here that uh, he's a Teflon dog. I hadn't heard that. Well, um, you know that phrase before, especially in describing a dog. So, yeah. what do you mean by a Teflon? Only dog? in the sense that his little uh, fur. He's a Havanese, so yeah. the fur mat is such that when we were running him in the woods, he picks up burrs. Uh, just like a little Teflon pad, and so we had to be brushing him out and pulling all the stuff out of him. <laughs> all right, cute as a pin. Well, that's good. That's a that's a new term. I'm I'm in, I'm excited to have a new term <laughs> I now. Was, I was glad to expand your vocabulary. Yeah, that was good. So Thank I'll you. have to think about that with our dog uh, yeah. when he picks up stuff. Is you know, <laughs> you're a Teflon dog. That's what you are. <laughs> well, Wayne, uh, th- this is just another opportunity for you and I to sit and talk a little bit more about the ministry of OIC, Overseas Instruction and Counseling. And, um, you know, we, we talked some weeks ago, months ago, and we, you and I have talked for so many years about the history. And one of the ways in which we do go about training and equipping trainers in biblical counseling is what we call CLTs, the um, uh, Church Leadership Training Modules. And those obviously, like with everything, have, have a beginning. And so I'd love for you to just chat a little bit, talk about the beginning of a CLT. Yeah, this, uh, it's so interesting because we didn't call them that and we didn't even know that that's what they were when it first started. Here's what happened. I was, uh, the ministry started, as I had mentioned earlier, in 2006. We were trying to figure out how to do this, what to do. We were trying to raise funds. We didn't know if anyone would support this kind of thing or not. So at the beginning of a new ministry like this, there's a lot of things to do. Well, one of the things we wanted to do, of course, is to get overseas and start training. So we were ready for that. At that time, uh, NANC was headquartered still in Indianapolis, and Randy Patton was the executive director, and Randy's been my friend since the 80s. And so we, every time we passed through Indianapolis going somewhere, I'd call Randy and say, hey, let's get a cup of coffee or let's chat or something and we'd have lunch or we'd do something. Randy and I have been friends a long time. So one day we did that and I was explaining to Randy about our new ministry and what we're going to be doing and he said, hey, do you know this guy? And he named a man's name and I said, never heard of him. And he picked up his phone <laughs> and he dialed a number and he said, hey, called the guy's name. He said, hey. Randy Patton over here at Nank. I got a guy you need to talk to. And he handed me his phone. And I sort of said, hi, I'm Wayne. Who are you? And the guy told me his name and what he does. And he said, maybe you can help me. I've got a tremendous need for biblical counseling training in Russia. And I thought, well, sure, but how would that work? Where are we going? What are we doing? I have no idea. 
There was another ministry that was going to be doing training. They bailed on this mission organization. And so the mission organization director, the guy that I was talking to, said, would you pick up the slack and be able to come? And we're talking about just a few months later and come to Moscow. And we've got about 40 pastors that are coming to the Moscow Theological Seminary. It was not a seminary program. It was a CLT, but it was held in the seminary building. That was simply the place where they had staying rooms and a nice room for meeting. I said, sure, I guess. We didn't have curriculum. We didn't have anything. I had, I had maybe a week's worth of stuff that I knew how to teach. And this was, we committed to six modules. Six to, modules. Six one-week modules. Six one-week modules. <laughs> yes, okay. sir. All right. So, hey, by this time, did you, get, did you actually know his name after this? Yeah, I did. Okay, good. Yes, just I wanted to make sure. No, I knew his name, and I knew the name <laughs> of the organization. I'm just not saying it here. Okay, but, got it. Okay, anyway, very good. it was wonderful. So we, we went to Moscow. We brought way too much luggage. We, they picked us up in a little tiny car. Susie and I both had two or three suitcases. Rookie mistakes that all international travelers make, right? We got there. It was the most interesting thing. There was a room full of guys, 40 pastors sitting there, Russian pastors from all over, I found out later, all over that region. And, and they don't know me. I'm assigned a guy as interpreter a good young guy, a young kid, I think about 24 at that point, knew English very, very well. He was a good interpreter, no problem. But I'm assigned him, and he has had some biblical counseling training under the previous organization, but they don't know me. And I'm an American, you know, Americansky, right? And they don't trust me. And it was so interesting because when we started, day one, Monday morning, I'm looking at 40 pastors sitting back in their chairs, arms folded, kind of like, I defy you to teach me something <laughs> that I don't know already. And I started in on the basics, introduction to biblical counseling, talking about biblical sufficiency-based soul care and why we reject other models and why we use the Bible and blah, blah, blah. So interesting. By about noon, they're kind of sitting up in their chairs. By the afternoon of Monday, they're picking up their pens and actually starting to take notes. And next thing you know, they are like sponges. They are just lots of questions, lots of interest in this thing, whatever this biblical counseling thing is, suddenly we're interested. And the days of that week were a pure delight. My little interpreter buddy became a good, good friend and a friend to this day, very thankful for his ministry. And here's a little thing that came out of that. Then, I mean, we went back six months later and did another week. I had to come up with some more material. At some place along there, I discovered, here's an idea. I could have somebody go with me and share the teaching load. <laughs> kind of like ding, 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 ding. Why didn't I think of that before? So I started bringing people with me as, as associate teachers. But here's an interesting sideline of the whole thing. There was a guy sitting right in the middle of the front row that was the most interested, the most curious, inquisitive guy. He asked great, he's a pastor, asking great questions, really want to apply this to his ministry immediately. He was just right there the whole time. I mean, it was fabulous. And he and I became friends. Now, he doesn't know a lick of English, and of course, I don't know any Russian, but we just, had, we just connected in our hearts, and it was so good. Come to find out, after six modules, and not too long after that, it was 2011, 
when we were starting an MABC program at Kyiv Theological Seminary in Kyiv, Ukraine, he contacted me and said, could I take the master's degree in the seminary? Well, now he's already had the six modules and he's actually doing this in his church already. But now he's saying, what about if I took a master's degree? So sure enough, he came to Kyiv twice a year for two weeks for classes. And he, of course, then, as you already know, became our Russia coordinator. His name is Stepan Pavulik. He is, even to this day, doing an amazing job, doing great work, both in CLT programs all over the region, training others to do CLT programs, and teaching now in academic programs because of his master's degree. He was the top student in that first class to the degree that when it was time for graduation of that first cohort in 2014, of all of the programs at Kiev Theological Seminary, he was the top student, and they asked him to speak at graduation. So he just became sort of an all-star, and even to this day, he's just doing amazing work in Russia. It all began back there with that very first CLT. Yeah, and you talked about six modules, and so these were six-week yeah. modules. Six one-week modules. And so were these, just how were these done? Were they done over the course of one year, two years, three years? How was it done? Yep. Every six months for three years. So every six months, Yep. one-week module yeah. for three years. I had to go home and figure out what to teach next. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't have curriculum. I didn't have anything. And that's sort of the program through which it dawned on me, you know, we should systematize this stuff. We should actually think through answering questions with each module so that the curriculum is progressive. So there's actually a curriculum design to this thing. And that was the program that really inspired what we now call CLTs and the flow of our curriculum. It all came from that very first one in Russia. And so, uh, so that was back in. You said you started in uh, started 2011? in 2007. Seven. Yeah, okay. so it would be seven, eight, nine. Okay, so seven, eight, and nine. Mm -hmm. uh, Stepan goes to attend and attends uh, Kiev in 2011. Yeah. Okay. And so obviously now there's a lot more of these CLTs going on all over the place in the Russian-speaking world. Yes. Uh, but beyond that as well. Mm -hmm. So you talked about recognizing at that time, okay, there's a need to systematize this. Yep. Yep. And so give me an idea, if you could, just tell me about our current uh, way of doing it. Yeah, so I'm, I'm kind of a simple guy, so I like to think in simple terms. So we called Module 1 Biblical Counseling. What is it? Right? That's a good place to start. So Module 1 really spends the time of the 16 or 18 lectures now answering the question what is what do we mean when we say biblical counseling so not just a definition of biblical counseling we have one session that's literally a definition session but beyond that more philosophically and more biblically what do we mean by sufficiency of scripture why is it important that we use a biblical sufficiency based model as opposed to some other kind of a model to help people in the church so biblical counseling, what is it? That's module one. Module two, biblical counseling, how do you do it? So <laughs> module two is just focused on then the practical question of what does a biblical counseling process look like? So we have our own proprietary seven key element driven process model. How do you actually do it? One of the things, when I was a pastor uh, years ago, 
and people would come in, and I didn't have any biblical counseling training. This is before I had my first biblical counseling training in 1987. People had problems, and they would come to me because I'm the pastor, and they would assume that I know something about, you know, God and the Bible and how to help people. The truth is, I didn't know where to begin. I didn't know the first question to ask. I didn't know how to, I certainly didn't know how to get to the heart of the matter, their hearts. <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, I could prescribe some behavioral changes that they should make because they were doing things that were wrong, kind of like stop this and start that. So how do you do it? And how do you do it, module two, begins right at the beginning. Build a relationship, get all the information that you need, so on, just practical steps. And then also in module two, we talk about some procedural things like who should you counsel versus not counsel, when should you counsel, how often should you counsel, how long should a counseling meeting take, what do you do in the first meeting, what do you do in the subsequent meetings. It's all very, very practical. The third module. Now hold on real quick before okay. you get to the third because yeah. okay. uh, now someone does not just go to module one and then wait six months and go to module two. Why not? Well, isn't there something in between the modules? Oh, I'm so sorry. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes, of course. Yes, of course. That was a great response. Well, thank why you. not? Why, why not? shouldn't they why, go? Yeah, yeah, yeah they no. <laughs> and, here, and here's the, thank you for leading me into that. That was very helpful. What we, here's the, and we discovered this not too long after the Russia experience. We went to the Philippines, and here's what we discovered. I did, and this was going to be a week once a year not every six months, but once a year. So we went in July of one year and we did a week, me and a colleague. We went back the next year. By the way, the first year there were 100 guys there. We went back the next year, there were 100 guys at this pastor's conference dedicated to biblical counseling. And, and with great joy and anticipation, I said, hey, great to see all you guys back. How many of you were here last year for the conference? Let me see your hands. It was only about half. And I went, uh-oh, these guys don't have the basics. They don't understand anything that we were talking about last year, but now we're going to jump right into, there's got to be some way to remedy that. Finally, the third year, I did the same thing, 100 guys. How many were here the first two years? And the answer is 10 of them. And that's when I knew this cannot be just a conference or a series of conferences this needs to be a training program. So for a training program, what you, what, you asked, what you led me to talk about is this. When module one is finished, we give projects for growth. Between module assignments that they need to complete, and we tell them right up front in module one, Here's, we're going to give you projects for growth. Aren't you glad? And if you do them, you can come back for module two. And if you don't do them, you can't because this is not a conference or a series of conferences. This is actually a training program and we're gonna train you to help people sequentially through a curriculum. Oh, that kind of dawns on them then. So six months later, they come back and they've done their projects for growth and they all have to be submitted to the partner ministry in the meantime and graded, loosely graded, not like an academic grading and um, sort of a pass fail. And then they come to module two and they learn the practical stuff. Now, how do you actually do biblical counseling? That's module two. Guess what? After module two, more projects for growth, right? 
And the projects for growth after module two include actually doing biblical counseling. Because now they know how to do it. They've got the template, the format to be able to do that, the process model. And so now they actually do biblical counseling. Now we only require five meetings in six months. So it's not too heavy. <laughs> they come back for module three. Module three is a module dedicated to basically the kinds of biblical counseling topics that are specific to that culture, that partner ministry. We actually talk to the partner ministry and say, in like El Salvador or in Japan or in Bolivia or wherever it is, what are the issues that really need to be addressed in module three? And sometimes it'll be addictions and sometimes it'll be more family stuff and sometimes it'll be other things. But we try to focus on meeting the needs of the local pastors, the local population there, because module three is basically how do you do it more effectively, which means we're gonna take everything we learned in modules one and two, two in particular, and now apply that to specific issues, specific topics in module three. After module three, of course, more projects for growth, then module four. Now, before you get there, okay. so <clears throat> module one and module two and module three yep. cover a lot of the topics that are discussed in a number of biblical counseling sure. training programs that are out there. Sure. And so that's, that's out there um, and pretty common. But module four uh -huh. is less common. Yes. And in particular, because the whole purpose of a CLT is to train a trainer. Train. That's right. And so, uh, so as we get into module four, this is somewhat nuanced and a little bit different. Mm -hmm. So module four. Yeah, we, we say we're training biblical counseling trainers around the world. That's one of the taglines that we've used, training biblical counseling trainers. And of course, this comes right from 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, that Paul said to Timothy, uh, that you, I've committed to you the things that you should know that they're given to us earlier in chapter one, the things that I've committed to you, you're to commit to faithful men who will commit them to others. So this is multi-generational, generation after generation, disciple making. And so that's what module four then is all about. Module four, biblical counseling, how do you share it? And by share it, we mean literally how do you establish a local church-based biblical counseling and training ministry? So two things. How do you establish a local, a local church biblical counseling ministry? That would be biblical counseling in and for the local church. But then expand that to how do you start a biblical counseling training ministry, which means your local church and the people that you train in your church are then going to be training people from other churches all over your region so that your church will become sort of a biblical counseling hub for training so other pastors can be trained by the pastors that we train. And we walk them right through a three-phase program. Um, how do you, what, what are the basics? How do you establish this thing? What are the foundational considerations? And then how do you train people first in and for your local church only? And then from that, it's very um, organic that once you have people in your church that are trained, people from other churches are going to say, hey, can I take that training too? And we warn our pastor friends that we're training, don't do that too fast. You know, start deep, don't start broad. <laughs> Make sure that you've got your own church. 
a cadre, we call it a soul care team, a cadre of men and women who are well-trained, able to communicate these principles well, and who have practiced them, then they can be used by your local church to train the people of other local churches to be able to do the same thing. That's great. Yep. And so, and this continues to go on today. All over the world. That's right. By and, God's grace. And by God's grace, last year, uh, over 33 countries. Something like that. <laughs> uh, so, and I think we, uh, I think we looked at it the report, it was a little over 80 trips, teaching trips that yeah. took place in 2019. So it's amazing uh, what the Lord has done with that. Yep. And so, uh, so Wayne, thanks for your time and sure. always a pleasure to be with you, my brother. Yep. Likewise. Thanks. This is BC Worldwide, a podcast of overseas instruction and counseling. You can learn more about the biblical counseling movement around the world at bcworldwide.org, where you will find encouraging and informative videos and articles. If you would like to know more about the ministry of OIC, go to our website, discoveroic.org. Will you consider giving to the efforts of OIC to train biblical counseling trainers around the world? If so, you can give electronically through our website. Additionally, if you'd like to keep up to date on how you can pray for us, please go to our website and sign up to become an OIC Insider at discoveroic.org. I'll speak to you next time at BC Worldwide.